at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Log Talk Radio. About the front door like a ghost into a fog Where no one notices the contrast of white on white And in between the moon and you Angels get a better view of the crumbling Difference between wrong and right well, I walk in the air between the rain Through myself and back again where Says she's dying Through the door I hear her crying Why I don't know Around here We always stand up straight Around here Like to meet a boy who looks like Elvis And she walks along the edge of where the ocean meets the land Just like she's walking on a wire in the surface She parks her car outside my house and takes her clothes off Says she's close to understanding Jesus And she knows she's more than just a little misunderstood Got trouble acting normal and she's nervous
Lacosa Nostra Radio, open poetry with Boo and Jay. Lacosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. I want to thank uh, Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. Uh, without further ado, um, we got some great poetry. Let me go to the phone lines here. Welcome to the show number one. Today is Salwa. Hello, Salwa. Hello. <laughs> you make me laugh. Hello, Jessie. <laughs> How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you very much. And we got a few more callers here. Uh, welcome and to... The Hello, show Raz. Hey Raz, how, how you doing? Stella? Hello Raz, how are you? Good, good. And let me bring in Sin. Hello, Sin. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Great opening song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I agree. And let me also welcome into the show uh, Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Doing pretty good. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Sinister and Patrick. Hey. <laughs> All right, hold on, folks. I'm just getting settled. I should have been a little more ready to begin with, but here we go. Want to well, want to say hello to on the board to Joseph Moon. Uh, Mr. Picasso, Frank, and Lestat, great to see you all out on the board. Um, we're expecting a quite a show tonight, um, a lot of stuff going on. And let me hold, hold on one second. All right. I know there's a lot of people listening from all over the world, so it's great to see everybody. And... Um, it's great that everybody uh, joined us. We're now heard in over 74 nations around the world, which is just mind-blowing. And what I'd like to do next is say hello to the boss herself, ever-lovely, ever-talented, <laughs> Boo. Hello, Boo. Oh, God. <laughs> hello. Hey, Boo. <laughs> Hi, Hello. 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 I can tell you back, so. Hi, Raz. Hi. All right. Sorry, now we're going back. to uh, we're going to kick the things off. Is there an echo? I think. Oh, that would be. It's my air conditioner. Okay. No, there is, she was right. There was a little echo, and uh, it's My battery nothing. <laughs> yes, it's gone. Yeah. All right. Here's what we got going on right here. Uh, we're gonna we can, we're gonna start the show off right here with a little sinister to get us kicked and into uh in the mood. So sinister, mm-hmm. you are up. Starting the show with the sinister. Starting the show with a little sin. Sin, where are you? Oh. Are you on mute? Oh, that was very jokery, JCA. Yeah, I'm on mute. <laughs> this is called Rendered. 
Humbly medicate this monster to serenity. This is not a choice, but a reckoning. Render a lunatic fringe something outside a straitjacket. Wallow not in that which has gone to pass. Stipulate meaning. Triggers are short value in the greater of worth. Used to inject false bravado to gain delusional reason. Only to really unleash mad seasons of hurricane windfalls. Protrusions and cryptic elixirs never fix such ailings. Deformed menagerie. Custom suited now with an arsenal of moral evaluation. Reinforced power bank support system set to save me. These stipulations started via court order were forsaken. Blessed be I that I awoke to render what they gave me. My heart's coming home. Circle is whole again. Love is what saved me. In peace. Aww. Oh, your kids. That's, that's awesome. Beautiful. That is awesome. Yay. And, uh, yeah. And that's a picture and of his daughter. It does seem like that is uh, one of the great cures in the world is love bringing love together and uh, sometimes that's what we need where we find ourselves in very dark places at times i've been there i've walked through them i have walked through them i have been through them they are my footsteps and i understand that completely uh what do you think of this poem um, you you changing a lot your writing recently. Yeah. You still have the sense, but um, I love how you really open. It's very personal story, and your metaphor is very strong. It just evokes so much emotion, even from the beginning. Humbly medicate this monster, and the contrast, humbly and a monster and sincerity. What a, an amazing! And also, this is not a choice. Just like something you really, when someone decides to do some a big change in their life, it's not a choice to um, to make their to, to take care of the beloved one. That show how much love and how much you care about them. That's very strong and powerful to be able to do this. And you tell us to sh- you share your story with us very openly and very um, even though in imagery, but very very telling, very beautifully written, very very moving. Ending my heart's coming home. My pleasure. Yeah. Boo, boo, what do you want to say about it? I'm going to put that in the photo album for you. I'm sorry I didn't get it yesterday. But I I agree with Sawa. I see happiness in you and your smile. It looks just like you, too. How cute. And it shows in your writing and your attitude and makes me happy that you're happy. And I knew who it was about when... Um, Triggers are short value and greater earth use to inject false bravado. I love that. That almost sounded like something I would write. <laughs> and then um, I'm looking for the Oh, my heart's coming home. That's just so cute. Circle is whole again. Love is what saved me. That's what it's all about right there. I think it's great and a big softy, but I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Patrick, what do you think? You're cute. Patrick, what do you think? Mute. Every time I go to unmute myself, my phone wants to like just shut, like go to this <laughs> blank spot. You know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah, screen goes know. black and yellow. My phone won't charge with the crap either. I'm holding on by a thread. Anyway, yeah. for talking about first world problems. So I wanted to just say, uh, Sinister, I really like this was a really heartwarming poem. And 
Well, I've only read a few of yours because that one that you gave me was like 20,000 pages long. <laughs> that was a... a but, uh... <laughs> and and he knows. But um, I really I really liked it. I thought it was really um. I'm trying to think of what I thought. I think I was just enjoying it. I wasn't really thinking at all. To be <laughs> perfectly honest. That's nice. Pretty. I like your word usage. I don't hear it often, so that's what I like about reading your work, and that's about all I got. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And Raz, what do you think? Virgil said, "Love conquers all." This poem proves that. Oh. Awesome. I just want to say something sinister that, um, you know, I'm proud of you, what you've done, and staying sober and working really hard and trying to get your kids and put full effort into it. And you deserve the credit and the props. So, good job. Thank you. All right. Well, since you're here, Boo, uh, I think what we'll do for poem number two is play a little Rick for you. How about that? Woohoo! <laughs> I know Boo doesn't want to miss Rick this week. <laughs> so here's a little something called Blood Eagle. Blood Eagle by Rick Howe. Once, once I eviscerated myself, flayed, shredded, bled, until all that remained in my guttered frame was that essential, trembling centre, exposed, raw, giving the lie to countless hallmark valentines, and I, lacking the subtle guile of a rose, offered it to her, dripping, and tried some words of love that slid down a tongue heavy with blood and spilled out. She turned away in disgust and ran across my gore into the arms of a whole man and I, gutless, was crushed. That ignorant monstrosity in my chest twitches still, pressed to dance at nature's whim, a pirouette at the close, a reel in the interim. Oh my goodness. I want to say that I can relate to this. This is something very, very relatable to me. I have this is this is such so, so true, and it, it's like you just wonder wonder what the hell's going on. Why why do people do this? You know, we. I'm ne- never gonna. Stop putting my strength out there. Not never gonna stop putting myself out there. But um, this is so amazing. 
on how he wrote this. This is one of my favorite that Rick has ever written. Uh, Patrick, what do you think about this one? Okay, first of all, I think, holy shit, the reading. Was that really Rick? Yeah, yes, it really was. was. That was amazing. That was incredible. I've never actually heard that. Oh, go check it SoundCloud. You'll die. Yeah. Like, if I were to read, just read that poem myself, I wouldn't have got the power that it has. You know what I mean? I love his commanding voice. I hear you. I was just enthralled by the reading. Like, that was just intense. That was emotional. That was just incredible. And the poem itself, like, I I can't really relate, but I understand, like, what it was trying to get to. You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. I, I, the piece was incredible. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... I, I have walked those I have walked in those footsteps that he wrote in that poem. Um, Raz, what do you think about it? Yeah, I see the genre here is love and humor. So, if you're gonna give someone a heart shaped box, you may as well say it came straight out of your own guts. <laughs> That is a great comment. Uh, Salwa, what do you think? Wow, I'm just speechless. Yeah, the reading and the wording, it shows how much um, he's in pain. And the, it just gets deeper and deeper and more painful uh, with every new stanza and every new line. From the beginning, actually. I just... The wording, so powerful, plated, shredded, bled, wow. and then until all the remain of my gutted frame was the essential trembling. Like you could feel, feel the emotion. You can, is that me or echoing, or I can see some, uh, hear some echoing. I'm not sure if it was me or not. No, is you're it good. Me? Okay, uh, and uh, it, it is just so how how he's really in pain. Every stanza, every, I mean, every line, every image is incredibly painful to hear it. And I uh, hope you will get over it. It's so, it's not, it's horrible. And very open about it. Just sad. I can't imagine someone, you love someone and you see them, whatever, a man or a woman, you love with a man and he goes to another woman or a man love with a woman and she goes to some, it must be, so hurtful. What an amazing comment. Uh, Boo, what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, from the very first line, I was just, no matter what he writes, could be, he could be reading a fairy tale. It doesn't even matter. It's just so commanding. His voice is so powerful, so strong, so convincing, and so full of so much conviction. I mean, it, it's just, whoa. Rick, I'll heal you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, the poem, whoa, I mean, he eviscerated himself, eviscerated myself. That's pretty bad. Like, he cut from the inside out. I mean, 
this is severe pains, longing, heartache, um, exposed. And then he says, like a countless hallmark Valentine. Just the heartbreak here is so strong, heavy with blood. Yeah, really, really good. Point across. Poor Rick. Rick needs a group hug. <laughs> oh, no, I, I understand him completely where he's coming from. All right. Yeah, this is like so, you know, a massacre of your heart. <laughs> and awesome. Look at the message from uh, Irish Scott out in the out on the board. That is awesome. Seven years clean. So awesome. And we're, we uh, encourage that, and we're so proud of people like that. Yeah. All right, guess what? I'm going to stick with the sound clouds, Boo. All right. You want another one? How about yeah. we go down to Kiwi country and play a little tans? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Enveloped in your absence, I seek to cleanse my faith. My eyes look past your shadows now. Silhouettes beckoning yesterday's moon. Dances of lust bound in ropes of breath and silk. This bed whispers secrets. A force that made the thunder quiver of desire for my youth. I'm sipping holy water in the dead demon's den. And baby, I'll toast to you. Damn! Damn! Oh my goodness. I'm sipping holy... I'm sipping (laughs) holy water in a dead demon's den. And baby, I'll toast you. Holy crap what a freaking line i'm like just totally amazed by that this was this was just captivating of course her voice just you know just uh grabs a hold of all of us but ultimately that that story um just talks about uh, a passion and uh, in a sultry manner and the remembrance of a, of a time, I, I think that she just absolutely nailed this. Uh, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I become superstitious around fall time. I was, in fact, throwing holy water all over the walls earlier today. So uh, I give into <laughs> all this clairvoyance with the spirits. This is... Uh, deadly type of seduction to require an actual act of exorcism in order to release possession. So you're talking of deep desires here in a extremely fluent manner. Well written. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Patrick, what do you think? All right, so 
as you as you stated, her voice is absolutely captivating. Like, I had to really like I'm on my phone. What's up, Pablo? My brother and my roommate just got in, but it, it should be okay. Um, so I couldn't really. I had to really listen to hear what she was saying, but then as I read along and I, and I got in tune with it, like just the melodramatic tone that she gave and the soft whispering sounds and everything that came together made the poem just so subtle. It was just amazing. Wonderful comment. Um, Sawa, I know you want to comment on this. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tens just have a magical voice and a wording, of course, very captivating, uh, for even for me. I love from the, the, the lines, my eyes look past your shadows. Wow. The eyes are very telling. And to look past the shadow, that's, that's very deep already from the beginning. And then she move on from the shadow to silhouette beckoning yesterday moon. There's now, there's the past and then there's yesterday. She just reinforcing this uh, insisting on the past. Dances of lust bound in ropes of pet and silk. I agree with the, with the Raz that's very seductive and uh, very sensual and romantic, I guess. <laughs> that's what I can say. Very beautiful writing. And her voice is really um, captivating. I love her. Uh, oh, I agree, with, very I, I agree with you. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, here we go. Um, Raz, I'm going to have you go ahead and read the next poem for us. Yeah, I could read the poem for you. It is by Justin on my screen. Phil Malone, Phil the Poet. I've That's done right. I've extensive work with reading his poems in the past. I'm kind of I know that. <laughs> There's another right, poem of which I claim to be the solicitor, John Gilman, J-E-P-G, but he doesn't uh, show up too many times on these shows. So here's this poem here by um, Philip Poet. Winter Departure, Part 1. Just one more kiss before I say goodbye. To ease the tension of a winter's night, while the wind sings a haunting lullaby with words to satisfy my appetite. Just one more toast before I travel on down the narrow path of uncertainty. Through the door of a brightless tomorrow, hope is lost in man's vain insanity. Just one more story, then I'll have to go. Yes, the one about Masha and the bear. I have to travel far through hail and snow. My sweet little child, please shed not a tear. Come to the door and see your father off. Don't you worry. I'll be back soon enough. And poem. Wow, that was clever. And um it kinda makes it kinda makes you want to uh grab a hold for part two to see exactly what's going on. Because you know that something's gonna happen. Um Wow, this is um this is kind of like foreboding in a way. It's a great little story, but I, I look at that third verse and it says, I have to travel far through hail and snow. My sweet little child, please don't shed a tear. You know that something is going to happen. 
and and you're just uh, now now I want to I, I want more of this. This is this is a clever way to hook us in. Um, <laughs> Sal, what do you think of this? Oh, I love Philip's writing. He has very unique way of telling stories, and this one is um, about separation. It can be the worst thing. Separation for for a grown up or children in particular make it even very hard when the parents leave and they may be going for long distance or far away, as he said. Um, must be hard for her and him, not only him. Not because he says, "Don't share it here, my sweet little child." And before that, um, why the wind sings you hunting by the word hunting, just also make us like something is going to happen, as you said would work to satisfy my appetite. And then one more word. When you want to leave, you say, bye, goodbye, kisses, and one more word, one more story. <laughs> he presents reality. That's what it is when people throw at us to each other. It's hard to, to this is, it reminds me of my own experience when I go back home and go traveling and leave my, my family, my siblings, and literally shed tears. They shed tears. It's hard to say bye because of the long distance. So it really took me back to the same, my own experience or my own that made me very emotional, very beautiful. And I can't wait to hear the the second part too. Absolutely. Absolutely great, great comment. And Raz, you read it, what do you think? Yeah, this is a good story told. It uh, makes you wonder why that father might very well never come back. And so you have this sort of classical approach traditionally of the loss of the father and the memories which are mentioned to be haunted by the poet when going through this recollection of why he went through that door on a faded snowy winter day and possibly never returned. So there's a effect of our own lost heritage within the gene pool, these kinds of stories from the 1800s did occur. There was a tragedy which befell. At least that's what I would assume for myself. Only the poet would know unless we read the next part of his installment series. It's a novel poem. Absolutely, absolutely. He he casted uh, his rod and... um hooked us in. That's all that's to it. And now we're hooked to see what happens next. Uh, Patrick, what do you think? Alright, I'm pulling it back up so I can give a better comment because when I hear or read, see, I love rhyming poetry. <laughs> but the thing is, I just listen to the rhymes and the rhythm and I don't really read the poem, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and that's just but like if you enter my contest you literally all you have to do is throw a rhyming poem in there and chances are you'll get a high you'll, you'll get an award and I and like that's just how I am and I don't even write it myself I just love reading it so that's one thing I wanted to comment on and another thing so yeah I'd have to reread this whole poem and on yeah, I just wanted to say that I just absolutely adore writing poetry. Well, that's done well. Had to add that. That's coming. 
Awesome. And here we go. Let me. I'm just uh, putting the little feelers out there, seeing who's around right now. Trying to get more people to say hello. All right. What I'm going to do is I, I will read the next one. And uh, this one right here is by our very own Picasso, Mr. Picasso, Poetic Picasso Frank. And this is called <clears throat> My Venus. And it goes like this. Oh, how I wish to sleep in the scent of the lush poppies and jasmine of the gardens with you and bathe in the aromatic waters of the Mediterranean Sea, drinking insistently from the goblets of crystal your wisdom and read from the celestial clouds the cryptic letters of our intimate secrets then fly with the magical wings of our torrential passion. Our bodies, we feel the pouring oil from a cruet of our sensuality, and I am lost in the delicious taste of your succulent kiss, imbued in the eternal fountain of the cascades of your love, emerged in the color of your beauty and the carnal pleasure of your Flesh, making love under the striped canopies of your throne with the romantic versification of our poetic elegance and the powerful whispers of your, our love. Then we submerge naked in the spring with camphors, honey, and milk. Your radiant smile, your ebony hair, your silky strands of long flowing hair consume me in the fire of your erotic desire within the exotic ecstasy of the moon as I enjoy the purity of your virginal gleam in its divine nudity. Tease me with your natural beauty. Be my sweet rose and not my prickly thorn. Drive me mad with your jealousy and be my blazing sun. Fill my cup with your love as I sip its elixir of life. And I, immortal man, become one with your immortality. Be my aphrodisiac myrtle, born of the womb of the vast universe. The drink that quenches my thirst, the ambrosia that states that sates my appetite. I shall wet and nibble the curves of your excited breast, your fructuous thighs, scarlet lips, and colliquious contour. I am your talisman and your gem of pearls. Let us make love upon gentle waves of orgasmic seas. Ride upon the force of the thrust of my golden carriage. Venus, my Latin lover, be my goddess of love. And I shall be your true lover. Be my Venus, mi calor, mi flor, mi amor. End poem. Woo! There you go, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow! This is like uh, I think I need a I need a cold shower after reading that. 
Ah, uh, this was like, yeah, this was absolutely uh, stunning. The wording is just, my goodness, just absolutely um, brilliant. It brings, uh, it just brings it all out. Yeah, this is this was amazing. Thank you, me and me and uh, like I always say, me and Frank share that Mediterranean blood, so that's why he wants me to read it. <laughs> uh, Salwa, what do you think? Oh, I think I, I don't know if I heard him or in a show or I read it. Um, just every word is so um, romantic, and he said this is written to astonishing imagery that evokes powerful emotion and longing feeling of romantic love to Venus, his Latin, your Latin lover with a classic touch of sensuality. Uh, there is this, there is some reality there. It's not, it's not all um, poetic because he talk about, we want her to be jealous. He want to have, uh, it's like real life where people are curious and serious. It's just, there is a um, touch of um, of reality in there. I don't know how to how, how to explain it, but that's how I felt. Uh, there is real maybe like someone he really missing and longing for. Um, um, that means so much in his life. That's what uh, I feel. It's very beautiful. It's very sensual and very romantic. This <laughs> can read you smile, your ebony eyes. Your, your silky trend of long flower. He gave the very detailed description of who she is and how much she she means to him and how uh, intimate they are. Wonderful, wonderful comment. Um, yes, Lestat, I can read yours as well. Um, Patrick, what did you think? I wish I could write like that. That is, I really want to write sensuality, but, like, my sensuality is always, like, it's not, like, um, being great. It's not like that. My sensuality is kind of just, like, it's just, like, kind of, like, falls under, in my opinion. It doesn't feel like sensuality to me. And maybe it's because I've never been sensual. But that's a whole other topic. I just thought it was amazing. It was incredible from line to line. It was a lot of words, and I wasn't expecting it to work, but it really did work, and it was very well done. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this is deep romantic poetry. I would believe Arados would be proud. (laughs) And... uh, Patrick, I'm going to have you uh, go ahead and read your poem next. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So this is for a contest here on AP, just so people know some backstory. Uh, The topic is depression, and we had a vignette, which is uh, three vines and I'm not going to explain the form, but it's a form. Uh, So I just wanted to say that much, and then I'll get into it. And this one's called Senecalia. I hate this door that creaks right open and tempers my bedroom, so 
Smells like flowers growing from California air that made its way to Seattle. I'm starting to go up there, too, on weekends to burn. I'm still wondering why I'm not there. I've always viewed life like some fairy tale, where days are just plots on poorly kept calendars. And I can't take it anymore. Just need to get through my tenth sleepover with myself. I'm not half bad company. I'm home alone, and the shower reeks of past disdain. It wishes I didn't know its secrets. You should see me smear barbecue sauce on my shirt anyways. The chicken is on the counter. Don't feed the bones to the dog. He might die. Impulse. Wow, there's, there is so much to this one. It isn't even funny. Um, how many times did we hear about those chicken bones with dogs? You know, you can you can feed uh, bones to a cat, but you can't do it to a dog because the dog doesn't have the same type of teeth as a cat does. Uh, cats actually can can uh, chew that up. That's why they're able to eat fish uh, raw. Uh, and it's quite interesting. But uh, I like that last line: "Don't feed the dog bones to the dog; you might die." Oh my gosh, that, that really kind of caught me off guard, but. The beginning of that third vine, um, I'm home alone, and the shower reeks of past disdain. Uh, I can feel that. That that that's such um, something that I absolutely uh, can relate to and dive into. And I really think that uh, that it's uh, something that uh, that that hits home for me. Because that um, really is is hard hitting. Because I, I that's what I do every day. I come home. I'm alone, and it's sometimes you think about that past that you lived and that past that you were part of, and that's what comes back to you. Uh, Selwa, what do you think of that? It's quite sad, and. Um... Very moving from the start. I hate this door that creaks right open. Just um, give you a feeling of sadness to hear the door open because there is this solitude and this uh, loneliness um, tempers my bedroom. Even though there is smell like flowers, but then um, on weekends to burn, still wondering why I'm not dead yet. That's very. That's kind of digging very deep someone in very deep depression who would say, wondering why I'm not dead yet, as you said earlier, depression. Um, that, but, but then you go to the next stanza saying that you viewed life, you're not like this before. You view it as a fairy tale, happy, um, but not anymore. Things have changed. And you, you explain that it's not, it's not you the problem, you're not a bad company, but this is, I think, a problem of so many people. Uh, now, this, I don't know, something happened in the world. A lot of people feel lonely, even though some people live with other people, but they still feel this loneliness because everyone has their separate life. Um, very touching, very moving, and, um, and I hope things will change for you. I, I really mean it from my heart. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Raz, what do you think? poem is really on top of postmodernism when you want 
prose, you need it in a form that's honest, goes from metaphor to metaphor without even thinking of anything else except the fact that we're stuck in this reality. There's a morale here, and what he's implying by cynicism might just be the fact that sometimes it's better off not bothering other people. You know, it, it has this whole flair like uh, Richard Brodigan in his prime. All right, here we go. <clears throat> awesome, awesome poetry, Patrick. You absolutely All right, nailed thank it you. on the part. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read Lestat's next. So this was, Every Girl Wants a Man to Change. <clears throat> and I hope I do this justice. Every girl I feel is in search of a deal, wants a man to change. For with this gift, she gets a lift, controlling of the range. It's not just that, a welcome mat, that man so does appear. It's more a peace that ends disease, how she handles fear. So look she will, yes, looks that kill, she will find her man art. In that she may, within that day, Paint you with her heart. She will make you her own. Make it so known. You are hers, he. So to her give, together you will live. Her is you and me. For if you don't allow her way of how, she will not let you so in. You nay to touch no, or mean so much, or of her love will ever win. End poem. Now, first of all, I want to say absolutely killer rhyme scheme. I like the internal rhyme as well as the end rhyme. Um, I, I say that uh, the way you put this together, if you... Uh, you know, it is very poetic. It is very poetic. You change it into couplets, I think it works incredible. It, and that's what it is. It, it, it is a, a set of couplets uh, that really work well. It's um, it's almost in a form of triquatrain as well, where you where you have if you do break it into quatrains, with kind of like the uh, uh, a, a uh, enter at the end of deal and the end of lift, you'll have what's called a triquatrain, which pulls in three rhymes per every four lines. So this could be taken in a bunch of different ways, and and I, I love the way it was presented and put together. Um, the structure just fascinates me. Uh, Salwa, what do you think of the poem? Oh, beautiful read, and also Frank, beautiful read to the both poem. You're a really great reader, um, JCA. Uh, now, this poem, I'm not used to the structure, but it's beautiful. One line got my attention. Let me just, I was about to paste it so I can read it. One second. Really, I think this is the key to the whole poem. For if you don't allow her way to, 
of how she would not let you so in. In the beginning, he said, uh, like a response to this, every girl feels um, in search of a deal, wants a man to change. So literally what he's saying, if, if a woman doesn't get her way of what she wants, then she, would, she, she won't accept you. And you, there's no love. She won't let you in. That's what I got from all of this. But if she, if she does, if you let her, then it will be her, that she will love you. Yes, looks at the kill. She will find her man. <laughs> Paint you with the heart. Um, I don't know if that's the fact for about old women, old girls. Maybe someone like this, but I can't, doesn't speak about like me as a person. And I know other people are not like that. So I understand I've seen women like this. So absolutely it's true but doesn't speak for every woman. It could be also men like that. I know men who are like this. They want their own way or go to the highway. <laughs> so um, it could be both and brilliant to bring it up because no one talks about it. And um, very beautifully written too with great uh, structure. Absolutely. Great comment. Great comment indeed. Um, Raz, what do you think? This is essentially beat poetry. It uh, grabs you as to uh, how you're feeling over uh, the girl. And then you realize she's slowly killing herself, but you don't understand why, even to the very end of the poem. And what makes her a survivor, it could just be anything to do with uh, how a person is living in general, in society, we're slowly killing this uh, model in the poem. And yet, uh, it's true somehow, because of their very survival, it's not that love ever loses. Thank you so much, uh, Lestat out there. And an amazing, amazing comment, uh, Raz. Uh, right now, I think what we will do, no problem, Patrick, that's fine, just listening on the board, and welcome back, boss, hey I'm boss, needed. how you doing? Yeah, we're going to have, have Selwa go ahead and read next, if that's okay with everybody. Um, thank you, let me get... Just to my, because I was commenting. Okay. I don't know. Did I read this in your poem? I don't think so. Let me see. No, I don't think so. Okay, this is a real story. I was in the beach uh, one, maybe, I can't remember, like 10 days or last week, I think. And I had a ride on a boat, a private boat. Oh, my goodness. The feeling of the waves going up and down and the air, the something about the, the sea I love the sea I grew up next to the sea so it just brought this beautiful feeling and I had a rough day so this has changed everything um, and, I, and I wrote it in the, I wrote the poem in the boat <laughs> on my phone <laughs> so I don't forget the feeling that I had that's, how, that's how, how real it is nothing like it rien de pareil and niente di simile not, not French, sorry. <laughs> Rien de pareil. Les vagues enchantées, un chant de sirène. Leurs forces sont balancées délicatement. Leur grandeur m'en fait rêver. Le sillage a inondé mon cœur de joie. 
L'écume a effacé mes larmes. La baie a ruisselé ses perles blanches. Le bateau de pêche a fait ce montage radieusement. Son capitaine a ouvert ses bras chaleureusement. Son humilité a été sentie gracieusement. Le ciel azur a embrassé la mer. Le soleil matinal a envoyé un sourire brillant. La douce brise a réveillé mon âme. Les mouettes grises m'ont encerclé avec leurs ailes. Un beau sentiment, rien de pareil. OK. Nothing like it. Waves sang a serene song. The strings swayed delicately. Waves wake flooded my heart joyfully. Foam has washed away my tears and tears. The bay has streamed swiper fishing boat mounted radiantly. An open-handed captain opened his arms warmly. The humidity felt gracefully. The azure sky has kissed the sea. The sun sent a brilliant smile. The soft breeze awake my soul. The seagulls circled me with their wings. A beautiful feeling, nothing like it. I'll tell you And what. I grew up in the state of Minnesota. And in the state of Minnesota, you um, part of uh, growing up is being on a lake, being in the water. And th there's no questioning how amazing it is and, and how incredible the feeling of being on the water is. Um, I think I was driving a boat probably at the age, I want to say, of 13. And um, it, it, when, once I got that full... I, I started younger, of course, with my parents in the boat, but finally on my own, probably at the age of 13, something like that, 12, 13. But to be able to go out there and go go and enjoy the water itself, you had to be very careful at times because when, when that wind was whipping, if you did not have the right type of motor and you didn't know how to handle the waves, you'd be all over the place. But, yeah, it, it is an amazing, amazing feeling to get out there on a boat, enjoy the feel at, at your face, and enjoy everything about it. So this is, this is an incredible, incredible nostalgia piece for me. It brings back memory. Uh, Boo, what do you think? <laughs> Boop. Where's your clouds again, Stella? <laughs> I think it's a good picture, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, I like the beginning. Waves sang a siren song. Their strength swayed delicately. That's very calming and serene. Um, I don't know. You seem like you're getting more in touch with nature lately. Maybe you're having more time to relax and you're feeling better, I hope. Um, oh, just the, that moment. I, I love. I always love nature. I always loved it. But um, you love the ocean. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I see that in your writing and in you, and it's nice to see the azure sky is kissed to see the sun see a bright smile. Good. I hope you see many smiles, many seagulls. You deserve it. <laughs> Beautiful poem. Thank you. Thank you, Boo. Love it. Thank blank. you so lovely, my poem. And Brad, what do you think? Different, Excuse me? <laughs> I didn't know that nobody said, excuse me? So you're not a guy, so let nobody poem. tell you any different. I think when you yeah. have a, the setting to be 
an open body of water, and then the thought of uh, rising with those waves. There's a kind of serenity of the whole notion that you can draw upon the thought of the idealistic movements of uh, former times. It's like a painting of Renoir, but taken somehow out of context into what the poet describes to be the Chesapeake Bay, the whole naturalist movement. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Wonderful, wonderful comment. And uh, we're going to continue on here. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and read my poem next. And um, this one is a little, another uh, episode, I believe, in the, um, let me see, is it another episode in Star and Angel? Yes, Angel and Moon. This is another episode in the Angel and Moon one. This is called Counting Stars in Amatrine Reflections. And it goes like this. Stardust dances with dewdrops. Cascading waterfall steps, amatrine reflections, scry in pumpkin spice intoxication. Steeped in the smoke of lavender incense, she tiptoes with a bouquet of frozen marigolds. He paints porcelain skin in shades of citrine and lightning, completing rainbows on the canvas of her bosom. He has spent a lifetime counting stars, but has found none ignite the heavens as she. End poem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Boo. (laughs) Boo, are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I said razzle dazzle. Is he still there? Okay. Yeah, he is. No one heard you. Yeah. <laughs> no one heard you. Sorry. <laughs> My phone's terrible. I thought you see called on Boo. You want me to comment? This is great, Jay. Another of the Angel in the Moon series. I can see that. And this time you have a uh, the moon becoming ever more romantic towards the angel. Why, of all the stars of heaven, there was none which was this all the more refined, attractive to uh, the moon's own sense of uh, inner passion. And so, the wonderfully done poem. What I liked on the side note was the mentioning of the pumpkin spice intoxication. You have that at Starbucks for the seasoning there. <laughs> Thank you. What? Yeah, Hello? we can't hear you. We can't hear you at all, Boo. Romance. Yeah. Okay. Yes, this is really, really romantic. Very, you created um atmosphere of uh, romance, 
with the star dust dancing with dewdrops. I can just like literally imagining this <laughs> having crazy imagination, cascading waterfall steps, just beautiful opening. And then you move on with this with the crying pumpkin, then the smoke of lavender and scent. It's just magical. Then she tiptoes with a bouquet of frozen nice. And I'm so visual, so vivid that we can see um, what you described, because it's so beautifully uh, described, actually. And then he paints Portilla's skin, and then he just move on. From there, he paints her and all this kind of sensual and romantic, too. On the tenth, it's, in, it's the way he see her, her beauty. You see everything beautiful about her. And then spent life time. I like how you took us back to the title, Counting Stars in a Maritime Reflection. And here we go. Take us back to the title. He spent lifetime counting I'll stars. Count. But, but, what, but has found none ignited the heavens as she. Wow. I can't, like, it's just show how much someone who counts the star all his life means uh, how this is a long time. This love has been so long. And it's still going to last longer because nothing replaced her. This is her heaven. This is his heaven. Wow. <laughs> I just say I'm going to say I'm speechless. Wow. So beautiful. I'm going to show you something here. Do you know what uh, an amatrine is? I know. I was curious about it. I was going to look it up. <laughs> I really want to. Okay, wait. I will, so, I I will show you a picture. I'll show you what a picture of an amatrine is. Okay. And I know there's a lot of people that are kind of out today. It's the start of professional football season today, so I have a feeling that people are checking that out. I do want to welcome to the show uh, Randall. Hey, Randall. How you doing, brother? Uh, good evening, brother. How are you? Doing well. I'm just about ready to put a picture of an amatrine onto the uh, board here. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the most. That was my favorite. Remember my favorite ring, the green one? I was trying to tell Randall to explain that before, but I don't remember what kind of gem that is. Not an emerald. Oh no, it's it's a watermelon. uh, You know the one I love, the square one. What is it? Watermelon. Watermelon tourmaline, because it had yeah, the pink, it, it had the green, and everything like that. That right there is an amatrine. It's a mix between a citrine and an amethyst. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. My favorite color, one of my favorite colors. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's got purple mm. and purple and yellow in it. That's what that has. Wow, beautiful. Well, what do you think, Boo? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, is this, is, are you finished with the Angel series? or? I don't know <laughs> if I am or not. <laughs> I was just wondering, because I thought you said the other day you were. That's why I was asking. Uh, you were. Anyway. Um, no, they, they, they come I, to me, so I, I let them come to me. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, um, you know, this is super romantic and beautiful and sounds like a Hallmark card and it's mushy gushy and <laughs> uplifting and all that stuff. Uh, this is called, I think, your best one of that series, I think. 
um, the most heartfelt, the most raw, most honest one. Really, really good. Oh, thank you. All right. I think my screen's frozen. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And like I said, I think we're we're kind of fighting against the NFL tonight, folks. Uh, yeah. So. Randall's so gonna go hopefully next we'll. He has to go. We're gonna let Raz. We're gonna let Raz go next. Is that okay, Boo? Yeah. Okay. Then Randall. Okay. All right, Raz. Then Randall. All right, I'll read my poem now. This um, is called Binary Mead. It has a kind of mixed concept on a criminal mystery. But if you can solve it for yourself, I won't tell you. (laughs) Here's a Binary Mead. Intelligent subsiding delegate command control receptor the agents went into the compunction phase to react to the core reactor rotten apples downfall in station deplores personal custom basis basis Pythagoras was outdated but for essential DOS applied game theory to computer science what loses are won for given media devices three stooges witness a hundred years later Browser icon refresh and the over-the-factory reconverted brand renew. You know the mob. The kind of records they play are not musical melodies. Street Carol 33rd. New York foster care center home. Donation bucket for the medical. Check blood donor. Federal severance on aggravated violence. The comparison charges. Observing the typical behavior at 2.23 a.m. in the morning. Batman. The little boy dropped the A-bomb. Accelerating bipolarity, capacity fluctuation was indomitable to perfect the proton's disassemble diameter. Greater trader lane, the nomad apparatus, think tank calculate, exchange vessel sterility. Do you have the meaning to life? Don't wish me dead. Call the suicide hotline and was potentially invited to kill myself. Do you have the meaning to life? So full of the lard you wish not to be fed. Called the Capitol Building and Bill Nelson regrets public defending. All the meanings go what to life. Special Bureau shuts down. Crime follows crime. Identify the article of body material. Three miles, 51 seconds. The eternal loss, the fraction digit, the binary mead. And pump. And it's based on a prompt which says, I have found in life that everything, no matter how bad, comes to an end. And boy, oh boy, you talk about a bunch of different endings in this one. Going from the A-bomb to Nomad, you know, to Suicide. Um, just just so many different endings. And that's what they're all coming down to. This is, like like I said, the, the depth of your writing, Brad, is just absolutely stinking mind-blowing. It goes all over the place. But in the end, I see a bunch of endings. That's what that's what I'm I'm seeing throughout your right here is a bunch of endings, and um, that that's kind of what I took out of it. Um, I really really got to see what Randall has to say about this. 
Well, it, uh, social history um, that has led up to where we're at and the eternal loss of the fraction digit, the binary mead. Mead was a form of a drink. Um, drunk on digital spirit is what we've reached. Um, however, the prompt I have found in that everything, no matter how bad, comes to an end. Exactly right. As George Harrison said, all things must pass. And uh, captured a lot of stuff here. I'm with you. I mean, it's like all these uh, snapshots of a social history of everything that uh, has failed and continues to fail. And we've been drunk on it. And now we've got drunk on a uh, new cyber drink, and it's captivated us. I thought the piece is quite intelligently written. Thanks, Randall. And um, Selwa, what do you think? Oh, would uh, <laughs> would yeah, you have to read that I've been reading when you're talking again and again and again and again. It's just so so dense. And tell you just the, the title, Binary Need, just made you think from the beginning. Uh, you said there is this like um, puzzle we have to... to uh, find it ourselves so this made me think where he going with this where he's going with this but I agree truly what um, my mind was going with um, because you do this all in all your most of your poems you give us a historical fact science fact uh, even more than that and that's what you're doing even math here and maybe uh, some physics you just do you have the meaning to to life this question made me think and the other question do you have the meaning to life. You repeat it so many times. All the meaning we think are what to life. Special bureau. So maybe it's the answer to this question that you're going to. Do we have the meaning? Don't wish me that. Call the suicide hotline. Uh, the meaning we think are what to life. Special bureau shut down. Like when the shutdown, I, I did remember when we had the shutdown, what is it called? When we had the... Um, the government shut down. I'm not sure you're referring to this or to the now with what happened with Corona, the everything shut down and people have to suffer from this. It could be both because really the both happened. Uh, the eternal loss, how, how much did it affect our life with the crime not resolved? I'm not sure if that's what you're referring at the end. I was curious. And I would love to hear your um, like, uh, insight in this. It would be interesting to know. And you talk about Nelson, Bill Nelson, Red Public Defender. Must be a story behind it. Something we don't we missing. Yeah, the, That's the what connection is really the loss of time at the end of the poem. So you says three miles, fifty-one seconds, the eternal loss of fraction digit, the binary means. It's just all on a nuclear meltdown. But I, I did yes. not describe in any exact terms while writing the poem what I. Uh, was hinting at except for the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, you know. Uh, wow. Thank you. That's very interesting. Because I was wondering about binary meat in the beginning at the end, why you did bring it. Um, yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Hey, hey Boo, you want to jump into Raz's head for a second? 
Yeah. I don't. I, well, I might not want me to go there, but I kind of see this as this is going to sound really crazy, probably. But especially if you use the word binary in your title, so I was thinking like the binary digits that represent true and false, and the logic and computers that it would be either true or false. So maybe you're saying that life is true or false, or, or maybe you're not sure. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I, I see. It probably sounds really crazy, but um, just so that word sticks out to me, and then also uh, outdated for the essential dots. That's pretty bad if he was outdated for that. For that. Um, huh. Applied game theory to computer science losses one given for media devices. I see a lot of media influence and a lot of bullshit that we believe, um, and also how easy it is for us to be taken over by computers that we already are. Um, so I don't know if I'm way off, Raz, but either way, it's it's thought provoking, enlightening, and you always make us go, hmm. <laughs> Three seconds. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to drop Randall's poem, but before that, let's say hello to Oak. Hello, Oak. How are you doing? Hi, Oakie. Another, another brain. Another brain. <laughs> another brain. Good evening, all. I'm, I'm so, hello, I'm so regretful that I missed a, uh, that I missed a Raz poem. Man, Raz makes you yep. go. Hmm. Raz makes you go. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yes, he does. <laughs> makes you go. Hmm. Ooh, I'm just going to listen for a little bit because I'm on my way home. <laughs> I'm on my way home from dropping off my son, so I'm gonna listen a little bit. Yeah, All right, I'll put you on hold and, and, until you Thanks, get home. Sir. Let us know when you get home. We we got Thanks, all the smart fellows around us. All the deep, yeah. the deep thinkers. Yay! Until I got here. <laughs> all right, Lizzie out on the board. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Glad to see you on there. I uh, hope, hope you're feeling a little bit better. But here, Randall, you are on the board. Oh, okay. I have – okay. This is picked – I have no idea what I was going to read. That's the one I picked. That's the one I picked. That's the one you picked. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. Who picked this one? I'm reading this one. All right. Uh, Forcing <laughs> intoxication and genuine lips. I think this was after somebody's, oh, Brandy's opening deal mm-hmm. a few months back or something. That's a good poem. Sit, yeah, sit me dry like Jim Beam on the rocks or rye in the meadows. When whistlepig whispers slur with lazy tongue, lingering in a dizzy stupor upon desire's wet skin as inhibitions fall to the floor. In skeleton garments worn by scattered ghosts surrendering their bones on internal altars ablaze with passion in streaks of brave blue fire. End of poem. I tell you what, when, when I used to drink, there was more than inhibitions that fell to the floor. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, me too. Lots more. <laughs> This is absolutely brilliant, uh, um, uh, Randall. I, I love how you took that uh, opening quote from um, from Brandy, and what you did with it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> wow, when whistle pigs whisper, that's 
that is just that's just a killer opening right there. Yeah, uh, I, I love a, uh, when I do drink, which isn't that often, but when I do, I drink a top that top shelf whistle whistle pig whiskey. It's a top shelf whiskey. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. All right, Boo. What do you think? Well, I love this because see, this is paddle, and you can show how sensual is done with tasteful, classy, sexy, sensual, well written without being dirty. And he tells you a little bit about himself, too. And that's catchy, not too long, not too short. I thought it was really, really good. And I love the picture. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. And, uh, Sawa, what do you think? I'm gonna make everyone laugh. I'm gonna. I'm confessing. I thought it was a joke. The whistle pig. <laughs> I didn't know there was a real drink code like this until I look at the picture. <laughs> I said it really does. That's what a, what a kind of a name. Um, I mean, it just made me smile. I thought you were really joking in the beginning. So anyway, I don't drink, so I wouldn't know how 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 it tastes. But this is very. Oh, Sawa, dear. You like whiskey? No, I don't drink. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Oh, me neither. But when so. I do. <laughs> but when I, do, I, do, I mean, you know, there is a drink. Did you know about this drink, everyone? Did you know the na- there, there, this drink existed? The big thing? Big whisper? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I tell you what, you know you've got a, a collector's reserve called Boss Hog, and it's got a silver pig with wings coming out of the cork. That's so funny. Anyway, yeah. but the poem itself, that just made me smile. The poem itself is very romantic, passionate, and um, fire, very beautiful. And the first time I see you write something like this, I think. And, I, and all your poems are more spiritual. This one and is different. Very so you'd very, be surprised. Uh, look closer. There's spirituality in here? Okay, one look, second. Do you, look, you, just, one. you just take your time there. Thank okay. you. Surrendering their bones on internal, internal altars. Here we go. Ablaze with passion. In streak of brave blue fire. Is it this one? And as an addition, <laughs> I have to read it again. I'm just like, what's by this? Uh, maybe you can I'll give us you, um, insight. I'll let you decide. Okay, I'll read it again. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you so want. There, okay. Thank you. Thank you. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with a good uh, whiskey drink anytime. Zim Beam mm-hmm. or uh, what the caption says here, Whistle Pig. And, uh, you know, when you have a decided to, you can feel kind of haunted. So this is realistic. With or without the hangover. (laughs) 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 Thank you, brother. Cheers. I want some fake whiskey or whatever. (laughs) There you go. There you go, Randall, out on the board. What about Oak? um, Is Oak listening? Oh, he just listened. Uh, Oak is driving, boo. Oh, sorry. I don't want you to crash, Oak. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, he says he's going to tell us when he arrives, and then he can join us. But he's listening right now. Oh, cool. 
<laughs> All right. So you like that picture? Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Raz, Raz, we're going to have you go ahead and read the next poem for us. I got a little Joseph Moon for you to read. Joseph Moon, the next Blake come alive in modern times. Dear Joseph Moon, here's this poem. It's called, of all things, bunnies uncovered. And the caption, Playboy, Roxanne Pulitzer, what a prize. Bunnies uncovered. I wipe the dust mites off Keats and Yates, take a casual peek at Hep's playmates. Oh, the vivacious Karen Velez, Leap, playmate of the year. She married the $6 million man, Lee Majors, who caught her this year. Oh, what a pair. Indeed, a fine couple, too. She danced in a two-piece bikini. Leap, a civelte blue. My eyes grew for love. She was clean-shaven down there. And a fat white spider came to stare. Those 35 years long ago gone, Miss March was special to meditate on. And poem. There is uh, <laughs> author's notes here. Searching in the attic, old poetry books, and behold, circa 1985, Playboy magazine, hence the adult humor. John Keats, poet, 1795 through. 1821, Gordon B. Yates, poet, 1865 through 1939, Hugh Hefner, publishers, founder of Playboy magazine, 1926 through 2017, Lee Majors, actor, 1939, ongoing, Karen Velez, model, premier of the year, 1985, 1961, ongoing, The Fat White Spider, question, date of birth, or date of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know when the fat white spider was born. All right, I like that. <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely hilarious. Um, Joseph, you can make a few dollars off of this uh, on eBay. I'm telling you what, there are some people that look for these vintage vintage copies of these magazines. But uh, all, everything that you put in there, I, I love that. She married the six million dollar man Lee Majors, who called her his dear. I love that. I, I love that little little thing right there. Uh, <laughs> this this whole thing was quite uh, unique um, and very interesting. Wow! Even a even a uh, uh, interview with Sparky Anderson. Oh my gosh! This is a throwback. I'm telling you what. Gosh, I was. I'm not going to say how old I was now, but uh, definitely something very vintage, something very uh, fascinating and interesting. Um, Raz, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, Playboy, it's a center fold, not just for the models, but so Hollywood has a place of endorsing the fact that there's the entertainment business and they've been going on for quite a long time. 
so there's at least that kind of uh, literacy to the idea of the poem. Many short stories were sometimes published in Playboy magazine, which uh, might appear years later. Agreed, totally. And um, Boo, what do you think of that? different for Joseph I think uh, really unique and, and interesting and fun like you said a throwback uh, well written and just unique I mean I a lot of fun uh, I think he I think what he was doing is he was cleaning out his attic and actually found this and kind of uh, went ahead and decided to do a little humor based off what he found Oh, okay, that makes sense. Really cute, Joseph. Like this one. I like your his light-hearted, whimsical self. Hey, Bella. Bella, what's the what's the white spider looking at? Hi, Ola Familia. Who's bugging I was wondering how does a white spider look when it stares, you know? <laughs> or probably got nervous. The spider got nervous, became pale. <laughs> Hi, Shamboom. Love you. Oh, goodness. Hi, and Sawa, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think the spider was looking at, Sawa? I was just laughing my head off. I put myself on mute because I couldn't stop giggling. The, the spider, when he could remember the date, he doesn't know the date in the, in the other note. It's hilarious. <laughs> or, or, I mean, obvious <laughs> what he's looking at. <laughs> it's just funny. It's the humor. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, goodness. Bad, 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 Joseph. <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph just got scolded. Oh my goodness. Uh Randall, what do you think, brother? I, I was just leaving a comment. Um this piece is quite brilliant, really. Uh to go through the nostalgia like that. But to uh to explore the avenue of writing it. Um, with a little old flair and uh, and this free verse style here, and, and these two lines, you're going through this, and it she was clean shaven down there, and you're what the hell? And then a fat white spider came to stare, and then out of the blue, it's like, well, yeah, I can see that. And uh, and then carries on uh, and closes it, and uh, I just thought that was a fantastic touch, quite brilliant. Well done, Joseph. Oh goodness! Hey, Boo, can you read us the next poem? A minor. No, Lizzie. I okay. still don't have your link, Boo, for yours, so. I told you I was right there. Okay. I have to get over there. Sorry. Uh, I'm doing something. Okay. Lizzie, is it up there? I don't see it. Do I need to refresh? Yep. Or what? Yes, it is. Oh, I'm checking. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Lizzie. Okay. Sometimes police is the only escape 
The prompt says I'm living in the nightmare from which the time I wake and sleep. Okay. Uh, lost, lost within the current. Uh, sorry. Got to wait. Sorry. Okay, I turned the light on. Sorry about that. Lost within the kind of drifting through a cobweb maze. Darkness, sickness, quicksand, sucking me in, seeking the madness of a poisonous brew. Screams for help on deaf ears. Fall blindly, searching for a way through. Zapping, electrical sense, isolation, casting out the world. Webbed in the darkness, prisoner in hell. Gray matter bars, unbreakable cell. Marked at birth, left to harvest. The fields of dread and torture. Corrupting, wiring, mother, board, singe, plumes of smoke, signaling, SOS. Disease feasting upon burnt remains. My eyes closed to end the horror. For sleep silences the beast within. End poem. Oh. This is very unique, very different for um, Lizzie, a different yeah. form. I really enjoy it. Still got her, her little bit of darkness to it and... Uh, I absolutely love that concept of the beast that is with him because every every single one of us has a beast inside of us. And if sleep's what it takes to calm it down, <laughs> oh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's a beast. Let me see what she says. Yeah, look at that. She's got my demons a song. I'm looking at it straight up in, in, in the uh, author's notes of songs called My Demons. And, yeah, from what we get uh, okay. beat up on and what beats up on us in life, that's uh, about right. So what do you what do you think about it, Boo, reading it? I was going to say, insomnia is a beast. It's a beast and a bitch. And I know that she suffers from both, so I think pretty sure that's what she's talking about, lying awake at night and just wanting to sleep and not being able to. And then, you know, if you have so many hours, so many days without sleep, you start to lose it. It happens to me too. Uh, it's it's reality. It's dark, but it's true. But it's reality. A lot of people suffer with this. So I I feel you, Lizzie. All right, and uh, let's see who else we got to comment on this. Let me go straight over to Raz to comment on this. Raz, what do you think? This kind of. Uh that they're describing sleep deprivation I've been there I'm still going there tonight and it can play with your mind to a death where you're hallucinating when you're conscious you're hallucinating in your own sleep because you never sleep so by the time you could almost have a dream for 20 minutes or so it may as well just be another hallucination this is a kind of torture on a psychological level, that one just has to learn to either adapt or find the right treatment because it's uh, the kind of insomnia which really will play with a person's mind. And let me continue on and get a comment from Randall. Randall, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, anyone that suffers from this, and I've had bouts with it, but the issue is the last line. Where's the core of the problem? 
silencing the beast within. Sleep deprivation is a symptom of an unsilenced beast. And I think and that's where the battleground needs to be drawn at. Uh, the piece is heavy duty. Um, and only one who goes through this can relate uh, to, uh, to what this means here um, because it does become a prison in hell. Um, and you're always uh, second-guessing what you just saw or what you experienced and what's real and what's not until you come to find out that none of it's actually real. But that's another story. Uh, but, yes, I right here if it was in me and dealing with, I think the last line, that's the one I need to contend with right there. And one of us need to go, either him or I, and it's going to most likely be him. Awesome. But, uh, the piece is well written. And uh, last comment for this poem, Bella, and then I'm going to put your uh, your um, brevity onto the board, Bella. So, Bella, what do you think about that? Thank you, brother. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm i writing a poem. Uh, actually, I'm writing a comment on Lizzie, and I'm telling Lizzie a story that sometimes I do toss and turn and hope that, you know, Sometimes we have that images and words that's swirling around our mind. And one time, a person came to me, my best friend, and actually told me that you're sad and you're depressed. And I said, no, I'm laughing and I'm happy and I'm not depressed, you know. But it goes on that people who deny that they are sad and lonely it can show on how they behave, especially at nighttime when sleep is not very easy for them to have. And I do believe that sometimes sadness and loneliness can get into me. That's why I have swirls of words and images in there. And I know what you're talking about, Lizzie. And I just smoke weed so I can sleep. Love you, Lizzie. <laughs> Bella, yours is on the board. Mm. This one is a brevity. I love this, actually, and thank you for the silver. Uh, the quote here is, For women, the best aphrodisiacs are words. that you spot this in the ears? He who looks for it below is wasting his time. The title is Libidinus Ecstasy. Your locution ripped every detail of my flesh, bursting desire, devouring sanity, vocable that sucked my bone to marrow, weakness, baptizing, carnal pleasures. Anton. Uh, that is straight up to the point. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And... Um, yeah, that that whole thing right there about that vocal vocab vocable that sucked my bone to marrow. Wow, that yeah, when 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 bone loses that marrow, you do have a weakness that comes about you. And I think that that is absolutely brilliant to put vocalization into that category. Uh, Salwa, what do you think about this? Wow, this is um, incredibly interesting because I never see Bella write um, brevity. And I was just like, uh, I'm so 
uh, taken by it. I couldn't even literally read the words. It's like, what? Brevity. Uh, you know, I, I seriously, I didn't even, I was just <laughs> focused on the, the brevity. So I had to read it again. Your location ripped. No, I, I, I was just fascinated by <laughs> I have, you know, the brevity. So she said, I can never write brevity. Um, so give me one more time to, you see how much it shocked me? Bella. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're attracted to someone you know when you're attracted to someone and then you just say mm, and then say the locutions and the vocables that you have even though you don't have words only sounds he makes mm-hmm. you imagine about doing a lot of things and thank you brother because you're the one who told me that if you can't write just write brevity yeah, this this line got my attention now. Vocable that sucks my bone to marrow. That's the one line that got that actually just here. But I'm, seriously, I was so taken by that the brevity that I couldn't even hear it. <laughs> that's how what brevity? So vocal that sucks my bone to marrow. Wow. Yes, the power. Like when we hear when we hear you reading, I think not only with people intimate, but in general, you. Um, Rick, whoever, everyone have their vocal, the power of how they captivate us in a way. But this is in a romantic manner, which is different. But it's true, the voice has so much power on a person. It could be also the opposite. The silence can have power on us as well. But you made it, you you just really nailed it. Weak, weakness, but design, carnal pleasure. And then you... The baptizing kind of pleasure, the contrast is incredible. <laughs> How? That's only only Bella will do that. Weakness, baptizing, carnival. It's so powerful wording, really. And it said it all in this brevity. Awesome. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my Randall. Randall, what do you yeah. think? Um, well, quite a powerful piece and it's a um in twenty four words or less what you've got here the uh recipe for seduction all the way uh to the primal what weakness baptizing carnal pleasures after explaining your location started this every detail <laughs> and, and it birthed this. That's good. And it goes yeah. to the stage of and it goes through the stages here. It birthed this here. It devoured my insanity. It sucked mm-hmm. my bone marrow right there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're succumbing to it. You recognize the weakness, baptizing the carnal pleasures. Those yeah. four lines are quite powerful. Quite powerful in a summation of this piece here. I <laughs> thought this was just fantastic. Well done, Beth. And, uh, I need to find religion. Sign me up. <laughs> well, look, let's, let's get a comment. Let's get a comment from Raz. I see vivacious and Isabel is literally a vivacity. <laughs> what? Oh. All right, Boo. You, Boo, you are up. Jay, I want to say something. I want to tell Bella when yeah, you want to bathe in them and baptize in them and all that. That is some good shit right there. I mean, you need to hold on to it if that's the case. This is like hot-blooded, carnal, animalistic, just 
you know, everything we all want. You nailed it, girlfriend. In 24 words, I want some. <laughs> I I needed some. 24 words of, you know, my banana is always a wreck. Fabulous 24 words, too. My banana is erect, too. Yeah, all I need, boo, is an accent and, you know, a powerful accent and words. Then I'm naked already. No. <laughs> it's a... Well, there's what, uh, You just smoke. told me your secret. What did you smoke, Bella, before you came? What did you smoke, Bella? <laughs> she hasn't stopped. She hasn't stopped. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? All right, boo. You are on the board. Okay. This might surprise some of you. This will. I better turn my speaker on. Okay. This call is Justified Journey. If I knew the journey would have been this long, I would have been prepared, pushed harder, and been strong. Cynics placed mountains around every single turn. I've crawled till I was weary and every muscle burned. I walked with feet bloodied on a path that wasn't true, never knowing way to go that led me back to you. I walked in rain, so blinding, that the sun never shone. Darkness, my companion, called sanity, called sanity's war zone. Finally, down the day, the horizon in sight, after years of struggle, I could lay down the fight. The road was never meant to be a way back to your heart. I was meant to be alone right from the very start. Now I lay down this life, strength finally found, enough to dig a grave for me in God's unforsaken ground. And home. And I'm gonna. I want to say what this is based off. This this is based off of Psalms 12:6. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Boo! Wow, you have really, really brought some powerful words to it. There's, there is uh, an area of. Um, very darkness at the end. It's kind of sad at the end. Um, when I when I read, um, I was meant to be alone right from the very start. Now I lay down this life strength, finally found enough to dig a grave for me in God's forsaken ground. You know, it it is a moment when we finally decide to you know, give ourselves up that we do fall into that type of scenario where where we can let uh hopefully someone else is there to help us help take over. But um this is this is uh quite powerful and has uh, has a lot of meaning deep meaning behind it, but there's also a sadness that overwhelms it. Um Randall, what do you think? Well, it reminds me of some other scripture. I am poured out like water. Um, One of the things here is the giving up back that you talked about, Jay, is prevalent here. Blessed are those who fall upon the rock, for they will be broken. But woe to those this rock falls upon, for they'll be crushed. It's in the brokenness where you find the strength. Um, and there's enough strength left here to dig a grave in the forsaken ground. That's a heavy statement through all of this. Um, 
this is being on the back 40 for a uh, 40 years or so and weathering the storm and coming through it. Um, it's quite a heavy piece, though. I commend you on it. Yeah, well done, Joe. And Oak, Oak, what do you think? Well, you opened it up, Boo, by saying this may surprise you. I don't know about surprising us. I know it's a perhaps a little uh, little departure from sometimes uh, what you may write uh, in subject matter. And I like how you opened it. Uh, the uh, if I'd have known the journey would have been so long, I would have been prepared, pushed harder, and been so strong. Yeah, reminds me of Mark Twain when he said, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. Um, (laughs) We don't know. And uh, I put a a comment in the poem. Life is indeed about the journey. It isn't a destination. And you write well of the uh, trials and tribulations along the way. And yet, uh, and thank you for adding a few scriptures, uh, Randall, in your comments. I'll add to that, iron sharpens iron. And we are dull blades or dull-witted if we do not have those around us, allow those around us who will allow us to sometimes be challenged uh, or not sometimes allow us to cause us challenges. And yet, you know what? That does uh, only make us stronger, like refolding steel. So terrific, right? And uh, Bella, what do you think about that? I love the entire piece here, especially how she started it. But I do have a, I, I have a verse that I always uh, put in mind. You know, it will not be given to you, or God will not give you what you cannot handle. So um, I, I think that uh, she probably think, or we sometimes think that we are not prepared that. We are deep inside because we, we cannot see the path that we always go to. And then I'm surprised because um, Wu is always a different kind of writer. And this one touched me deeply. It's, it has this melody, but the strength of, his, uh, but the strength of her voice still is in there. And you know what, Wu? You already won the bottle. You just have to look at it deeply. You know that? I love you, Boo. And, can, uh, can I comment? Get, can I comment? Uh, please, 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 please. Yes, I was going to have you back, Sal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's me? I didn't hear you. Yes, Sal. Sal. Oh, okay. Um, this is really powerful and deep. I've never seen writing such a right there's one similar but not as deep it is I, I believe life is a journey with struggle you you touched on so many things um, like the where is it I've crawled till was weary and every muscle burned you just to show your own struggle you really tried you you but you got burned and then I walk with feet blooded it remind me of uh, of the life of prophets, they all had like blood, and they had walked their feet. They they they've been just they they had a really big struggle in their life. I don't know why this took me there on a path 
that wasn't true, and they were and they were alone in their past. They really were alone, but they didn't have their followers and disciples. Yes, but still, they had to take it uh, the journey alone. And we all have our journey in a way alone. We have to take it in a way alone. So we touch on this, but and then you ended up with um, very sad and very dark. And you even said it. Where is it? The struggle would have been this long. Where is it? Where is it? I love everything about it. Never known where to go. That leads me back to you. But you went back to God at the end because that's that's when we are in struggle. As uh, I think, I think Randall said that when we are in struggle and uh, in pain, who else we go to but God? And you, you, you did. And you said, "Nila, down this life. The road was never meant to be. I was meant to be alone right from the very start." And then, but the sad ending. How? You want to lay down this life, and, um, and it is very sad. I think you're going through some rough time, figuring things up, and uh, you went through a lot. You really did, but some light will be there because you always smile, and we'll get over it. Just we 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 all have to face this in a way or another. We always have to. We all face kind of struggle in life. Sometimes it hits us really hard. Sometimes it doesn't. So I think he got hit really hard right now, but you will come over it because you're surrounded with people who love you, Boo. Boo, you there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you, Sawa. Huh? Oh my okay. goodness. All right, we'll get one more <laughs> comment for uh, for Boo, and then we'll move on to the next poem. Uh, Raz, what do you think? For his is the light and the resurrection. I see a definite metaphor here with religion. And the long journey is the one we take back home to him. Amazing, amazing, uh, amazing uh, comment. All right, we got just a handful, a uh, few more left, and then we're gonna call it a night. Um, next poem I will read. Uh, she asked me to read it. Uh, this is called "Through the Cave" by In Chains, and it goes like this: <clears throat> His iris was the dry point upon scratched paper liquid-like. That non-toxic smile it stuck to fingertips in tilted mud stains half-red until underlined black lips froze, his squalid cheekbones impregnated by nightmares newlywed footprints. Death altered its marking ink somewhat and shadows died. End poem. Wow, um, this is uh, quite, quite brilliant. I feel a lot of sadness within this uh, this poem here, um, mainly on his, his mark, because there's a lot of pain in 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 the male um, figure that uh, she's writing out here. Um, 
I I can feel his pain. I can feel what he goes through, and this is absolutely uh, brilliant. I, I love the way this goes. Um, Bella, what do you think about this piece? It was written two years ago. Joe is different now, you know. She's uh, she is more light. Uh, I love the second stanza. The non-toxic smile that stuck to fingertips and tilt, tilted mudstains half red. A non-toxic toxic smile, probably she was describing it, uh, though it's uh, painful to see that it's not hurting anyone, you know. Uh, but um, it's very dark, the kind of dark that uh, that is not worry one but instead it's um, composed or buried in a lot of emotion and she's very good at it and also her abstract here um, it's not the heavy abstract that she always uh, gives us it mellowed down the bit of still seeing her and what she was trying to hide she was trying to hide but you still have to struggle in uh, deciphering her so that is Joe. Joe, I miss you. Where are you? <laughs> this is a beautiful ride. And uh, Salwa, what do you think? Um, this is, again, her trade, Joe. We miss you, too. I feel like there is some, in the beginning, she starts always with happiness, like happy lines. His iris was the dry point upon scratch paper, liquid, non-toxic smile. But then she ends up, with death alters its marking ink somehow and shadows die. It's something that happened about maybe in exchange his writing, his ink is is dying. I also feel someone shadow die. Um I I I'm I'm having a hard time really putting my hand on what she means by this but I feel like same something change and the shadow his shadow's dying. Uh, that's what I got from the ending. As, as Bella said, it's very dark and uh, poignant, but has a beautiful imagery. And I hope you're doing well, Joe. And Randall, what do you think about that? Uh, that's a heavy piece. Uh, Joe's writing is, is, well, especially this one, like I said, a couple of years ago. Um you know, when there's a place that the shadows can die, um, that's quite a dark place. Uh, this generated a lot of dark power in that sense of how far um, the levels of emotion can take us. That's what I got out of it, related to the, uh, the depth of our emotions um, through all the colors, Uh and I remember Joe back then. There was a lot of trying times. Um, and this is a powerful piece. And I'm with you, Sawa, on her uh, abstractness has uh, evolved in a little bit much more uh, um, heartfelt and well-rounded here lately here. But Joe's always been able to write uh, an intense, dark brevity. So it's well written. Excellent comment. Oak, what you have the last say, and we're putting your piece on the board. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm on mute. I think just about everyone's hit on the same highlights that I caught. Um, I'd only just note that it isn't just the the smile, and, and Bella touched on this. It's a non-toxic smile, and yet it seems that it's a forced smile that is uh, belies the darkness that's within. But uh, Joe touches on his eyes, on his cheekbones, on his lips specifically, that she's reading in the face a depth that belies what is a, a stiff upper lip that's maybe put on. And Randall's point of, uh, you know, it's something that's awful when the shadows die. Uh, it could be about death. could just be about the absence, the ab- absolute absence of any light in someone's life that results in the shadows being lacking. Um, but, yeah, an intense piece, Joe. Awesome. Your piece should be on the board, Oak. Yeah, let me refresh. All right. Yeah, this came to me in a dream a couple of nights ago. The first uh, couple stanzas fully fleshed out, and the others had fragments that came together. It's titled, Reluctantly, the Morrow Waits. I cannot plant for the morrow because of certain unfairness for fruits to be born into uncertainty. But mayhaps we may purchase books to read to one another over cups of honeyed tea to sweeten bitter herbs of herbicidal, homicidal, megalomaniacs malevolence, lording over fragile futures we sadly share with fools unaware of the delicacy of future's fruits in hopes holier than hubris than unfortunate force than wants beyond haunts. And mayhaps, if, as if a dream, we may refrain from planting, but may well steep wishful tea already harvested by the fates to drink what may yet still be. For tomorrow will be bereft with sorrows, regardless of our wilted bowels and furrowed hoary brows. So we shall plant not, but tend to uncertain if intentional ends as we drink to and pray for amends. And <laughs> there is so much in this. This is this is society in a in a nutshell. Um because of you know, it, what are what are we getting fed these days? I like that. To sweeten bitter herbs of herbicidal, homicidal, megalomaniacs, malevolent. That sounds so much like, I don't know, the FDA or something like that. Anything, anything with government uh, initials on it uh, and uh, what they give us and what they say is healthy for us and better for us and everything like that. Um, there's so much. There's it, we're, we're living in a slow poison hell, and we don't even realize it at times. Um, but brilliant piece. Uh, let me get a comment straight up from Randall. Randall, what do you think of this? Uh, I, the seduction that we've been through and are is the condition uh, and the stuff we speak that goes so against the grain of who we are as people 
And I think the depth in this piece here, as with a lot of these other pieces, are reflections of exactly what we're going through. I'm, I looked at a web tonight of a lot of the different pieces and how and how our perceptions affect it and the way we digest the information and the way we churn it out here. And um, and everybody has the choices they make to what they cling to here. But it's amazing um, the veil of deception and how, how much we can be led and to the degrees that we can be led by. Uh, so much so of wearing a mask out in the country uh, when you're alone. It's the stuff is kind of just asinine. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, um, it captures a lot of things. And uh, this should really be a uh, looked at really carefully, guys. Oak's got a lot of depth in this piece. Well done, brother. Thanks, Randolph. All right, let's let's get depth for depth. Raz, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I agree with this discussion thus far. Even when it comes to tea, there's all kinds of other chemicals which might not be discussed in any form of labeling. So you can't be quite sure if even the water is 100% purified H2O. The kind of uh, society we live in does, in fact, have all forms of uh, chemical pollution, and it goes on a daily basis in order to succeed and fulfill the industrial section of the economical grid. There was a guru whose uh, video I saw the other day, and it's true what JCA says, that even to uh, those of an enlightened mind, the very fact that we live in a society where we're constantly exposed to chemicals is like tearing away a little bit of your soul all the time. I have, Great comment. I have a different perspective. I have a different perspective. All right, so, Can I say it? No, well, go ahead. <laughs> yes. I know it won't make any sense, but I still have to say it. Hello, Van Gogh first. Uh, I didn't know if Van Gogh. That's funny, the, the picture that you put like there. Listen to Don't cut your ear, please. Don't cut your ear. Definitely, the moral waste. It reminded me of the class how he dig in inside the mirror to understand the, the substance and the deep meaning of things and to reflect on them, that this is missing in our society. That's what I got. That's not there. I don't know, me, my brain is today going all over the place. <laughs> uh, I just see that, I don't know why. Regardless of which bar and uh, words grow, so we shall plant but tend to uncertain of intention and ends as we drink and pray for a man. Um, and we hope that, like, you hope that something better will, we're waiting for something better happen, but you don't see it happening right now. We don't see this tomorrow and this end, but you hope that maybe in the future will happen. I don't know. My, mm. my mind went crazy. Sorry. I didn't make any sense. No, it, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Hey, Boo, you want to add your two cents in on this? 
Boo, are you there? Like, I think that where you say, um, but may well seep wistful seeds already harvested by the faith. To me, this speaks of like simplicity, really. I, that's what I see. Like, if we slow down and stop worrying about all the extra crap and just simmer on, just let ourselves simmer, like take a break, take a chill, <laughs> just enjoy what's around and, and the simple things that instead of getting stuck in all that hustle and bustle on the fools, um, unaware of the delicacy of future food. Uh, a whole thing is really, really good. Every line makes me want to know more about the lines before it. And as we drink to pray, our amends, that's deep. And I love so we shall plant, not tend, uncertain. It's intentional end. Um, yeah, and then I, uh, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing is to make me think to drink, uh, to drink of what may yet still be. Like, stop being in a rush, slow down a little bit, and stop looking in the rearview mirror. That's sort of what I see. I don't know if I'm wrong, but makes me want to ponder. All right. Hey, Boo, you want to read the next poem for us? The next poem? Okay. Got yeah. a poem from Becky. Okay. Oh, Becky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like that picture. Motor in the daybreak from Becky. I hum a slow monotone tune, a bluesy haunted with bullfrog feedback. My rhythmic rowing in the baritone prone, prune of my groaning canoe. Wind has abandoned, leaving the lake a flat grab and platitude. While the air shakes with powder precision, ah, percussion like a million. Ah, uh, you should read it, Jay. I'm gonna screw it up. You read it. Okay. I'm gonna mess it up. All right. Motoring to daybreak, I hum a slow monotone, monotone tune, a bluesy boat song in concert with bullfrog bebop. My rhythmic rowing and baritone croon of my groaning canoe. The wind has abandoned, leaving the lake as flat and drab as a platitude while the air shakes with cicada percussion and a million maracas washed up on the shore. Past the sharp-dressed loon with the herringbone vest, I cruise in my quest to reach the horizon ahead of the sun and anchor my orchestra seat. A front-row gazer for dawn's laser show, trolling the morning lake to see azure burn a purple glow, copper clouds turn to rust, to watch crimson pastry crust crumble, cinnamon embers simmering in a real color wheel. Godspeed, I'll be an eyewitness and glimpse the last sequence at sunrise when the sky catches fire. End poem. Now, this was based off of one of Del Rey's photographs, Boo. So Del Rey, very, very um, talented photographer in our in our family. So it's great to see something from Dan. Um, you should really check out that series that uh, that uh, Ursula McCabe is putting on, featuring uh, Dan's uh, foot photography. Because I've written to it, they all seem absolutely 
stunning nature pictures, something that would that is absolutely uh, a joy to see. All right, Boo, you heard the poem. What do you think? Becky's the queen of imagery. There you go. That is a pretty cool picture, too. I like the picture. Um, yeah, she makes the wind. Just makes me want to go with her on the ride. You know, she makes it sound so. Dan, uh, Del Rey. Del Rey did the photograph, Boo. Yeah, I mean, she makes the poem sound so rhythmic and musical. I mean, and the word, the percussion, and the million, the whole the references to melodies and music. Um, I like the laser show, Rose Gaze for Dawn's Laser Show, Trolling the Morning Lake. Really awesome. She got her Crayola colors out again. <laughs> and then she ends God's Speed. It'll be Eyewitness and Glimpse the Last Sequence. Oh, they catch his fire. That's an awesome ending because that's how the sky looks like it's on fire. Great job. So descriptive. And uh, please, uh, Boo. It's not tomorrow night. Randall's show is Tuesday I know, night. I don't screw up Tuesday night. <laughs> no problem. I'm exhausted. What can I All say? right. Sawa Sal had to leave, so take care of Sawa. Randall had to leave. Take care of Randall. Uh, let's get a comment for Becky from Raz. Yeah, this takes you out to the lake, and you can imagine the sunset or the sunrise with the metaphors the poet is using in the poem. And it must be one beautiful sunrise, seeing as the sky is catching fire in all of its luminescence and radiance while beaming the entire color spectrum at the same time. So you have perfect harmony with nature. And that, of course, is the transcendent movement. All right. Oak, what do you think? I think I need to get off mute. Um, I think this is kind of a classical Becky in style where she is just describing in vivid and visceral detail the kind of uh, the everyday, well, not the everyday rowing a boat on a lake at sunset, but you know what I mean. It's uh, uh, not something that's uh, high concept, impossible to do, and yet done so so just delightfully and lovely from her opening of them, just humming along a song and bebop rhythm with the, with the leap subs and chilling with the cicadas and all this. Uh, and it just draws you right into it, and it was a delightful ride. All right, and let me get the last comment from Bella. I love uh, Becky's rise. Uh, she's, uh, she uses the words to, uh, well, there's a picture right there, but uh, you read her, words uh, describing what she can see and uh, she gives you the beauty that only her can imagine and then you close your eyes and then you think about those beautiful words and all of a sudden you see what she's picturing inside her mind Uh, I love how she describes um, the changing of colors of the sky and the tranquil uh, part of that uh, water, it gives tranquility in me and gives me peace and calmness inside. I love it, Becky. You're amazing. 
I love you and I'll miss you. All right. Here's what we got going on, folks. I'm going to say my thank yous quick here, and then we may do a speed round. We got five people left on the phone, and we might bring you guys to do one poem, one comment, and go find something right now, guys. I'm sending you off to find a poem of yours. Make it make it uh, nice and sweet, and well, not not sweet, nice <laughs> short, sweet, to the point. I want to thank uh, Salo Raz. Sin, Patrick, Randall, Oak, Bella for calling in. Boo for being the heartbeat of this place. You're amazing. Joseph Moon, Frank, Lachette, Scott, Lizzie, Lizzie out on the board. Rick, Tans, Phil, Joe, and Becky for writing. What was that, Raz? There's a speed round. You, you want an extra poem? Well, yeah. yeah. Poem. Go get a poem of yours and All we'll right. do a speed round. And Boo, pick Boo, pick a number between. Is Oak still there? Yeah, here we got Bella, Oak, we got uh, Boo, and we got you and me. So we got five people. We're gonna we're gonna nail this thing out. Where we going? All right, we're gonna start it out with Boo. Uh oh. Okay. What do you got? What do you got for us, Boo? No, I'll do it. I'll oh, do it. That's, that's okay. fine. I, I got yours. Okay, well, I love this Ooh, picture. Yeah. That's why I, the picture tripped me out. So, uh, Oh, my God, another religious one. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, here we go. Evil intentions shroud the world. Incinerated flesh stain the ground. The God prince wants to take over. There's one that he can't take down. Fiery breath produces stagnant air, like bombs falling from the sky. What are us sinners going to do to escape the worldwide genocide? Prayers and voices cry out, yet I still know the Lord is near. Suddenly envisioned a ray of hope, took a deep breath of all things clear. Demons stop taunting violently, hedonistic gain reached an end. Kneel obediently on broken glass, witness a love I can't comprehend. End home. Awesome. And the person who's going to comment for you is Oak. Oak, what do you think about that? Good Lord, girl, you're becoming a religious fanatic. No, I loved it. It was, uh, it, it reminded, I am, reason, I it am Mother me, Teresa. There you go. It reminded me of the, uh, the joke about, you know, Jesus in a, in a computer typing contest with the devil. The devil was just beating him. He was typing fast. But then they had a power <laughs> surge. And who won? Jesus. Why? Because Jesus saves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Control out right. <laughs> Oak, you are up. Oh my gosh. Okay. Why do you ask for a brevity? This is a brevity. Um this was written for a contest on truth. I don't know if it was supposed to be a brevity, but that's what I wrote. Um where the heck did it go? I'm sorry. Oh, for crying out loud. It's on the board. Better be a, on the board. Better be a brevity because I'm taking too so long. I know. Well, my stupid thing keeps crawling. I hate when it does that. Well, my thing crawls. Okay, here it is. It's called tone deaf. The truth is still the truth if its heart is seldom spoken, and the ear is seldom clear to draw it near. Bam. All right. Bam. Short, sweet, simple, and the person commenting for you will be. Raz. 
Yeah, it seems you can be deaf of what the truth says, and yet all are destined to hear the truth. Mm. <laughs> or they don't. All right. <laughs> this, I'm excited about this piece for us. Go ahead. My turn to read the poem. Right. Yeah. Your turn to get religious. Called... <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't as religious as it seems. It's called <laughs> Jesus and the VCR. It's um based on a parody of the Buggles that wrote Video Kill the Radio Star. And uh, there's a quote here. Though this be madness, there is method to it. Hamlet. Jesus did not kill the video stars. Why would Gorgons and Gordians seal this remark? To the blood be money, angel pitch hark. William Barr is an interesting dateline reply until Black Bard. Jesus did not kill all the radio stars. There's those who bus bar, those who watch in part. There's those who create these silences to amuse the lark. Jesus did not kill all the diamond shards. Vanity is useless to the Arctic seas, melted front frost. Try to be hard because it's harder, but why more hard? Jesus did not kill all the Antichrist stars. Collecting a silent momentum from personal suck to mar. Some ask what and some ask why. They all Paul Ma and Reuben Paul saw. Jesus did not kill all the VCR stars. There's those who wanted to be stable and those whom they safeguard. Getting too close to fear and going too far. And boom. Oh, I love this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to comment on this one. I I, I think that this was absolutely brilliant. I love the repetitiveness uh, of the Jesus line throughout the throughout the poem. Uh, you know, it, it kind of was a jumping from the top to bottom, almost in, in summary or prelude. And uh, I see it begins with a prelude, and it should be a prelude, but sometimes I, I even see it as a, as a summary. Um, lines like they all, uh, some ask what and some ask why. They all, Paul Mall and Reuben Paul Saul. Yeah, there's there's so much depth within what you put here, and I absolutely love the way it went. Um <laughs> It was almost a tongue-in-cheek, very cheeky piece that um, was very clever, showed great intelligence. And that song, Video Killed the Radio Star, is uh, one of my favorite from the MTV area. I, I think Jesus it was I absolutely brilliant. First video on MTV. Exactly. All right. I am going to put up my next excellent job, Raz, by the way. That was wonderful. And this is called Till Death Does Not Part. And it's based off the picture. And it goes like this. She bows her head in the sanctity of chambers. Pomegranate mascara licks China doll cheeks. Life is gone, life is gone, death assails, life is gone. She screams to the mountain's deafness, but weak echoes return in vain. 
Love is gone. Love is gone. Death assails. Love is gone. She weds in obsidian Sanskrit. Bridegroom bears in hand a scythe. Life is gone. Love is gone. Death assails. Now she is gone. End poem. And that would mean, Bella, you get to comment on this one. Hi. That uh, part, pomegranate mascara, I love, I love that part. Uh, it's, a, it's a very original um, two words to use uh, describing uh, tear-stained uh, cheeks, you know. Um, actually, it's very painful if you see the repetition here, uh, giving more, what do you call this one, brother? Uh Emphasizing what this person is feeling and also power. You're abstract, huh? <laughs> I know I. This one is for the, it's an entree for contest uh, for ancient moon and the picture I love. Once upon a night light, blue lights slowly slithering like close memoirs. Plummeting, descending, then falling, tiny remnants of decaying star once adored, now forgotten and done. All right. And the last person to comment is Boo. 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 Are you there, Boo? I know she's still there. I can see her still there. I think she's muted. <laughs> I don't know. She might be muted. Boo, are you there? Sometimes you got to talk over her. That's a beautiful image, bro. Thank you very much. They're blue flowers. Go, go ahead, Raz. Go, go ahead, Raz. Finish that comment. I'll let you. I'll let you go ahead and take it. Yeah, I see this to be the epitome of having a higher perception at night. You could be out among the stars and just sense the actual starlight spreading all over you from up above in space. It uh, seems like a miraculous moment to be in tune with the universe. I am the universe, Raj. Raj says thank you very much. All right. Uh, well, that's um, all our poetry for tonight, folks. Uh, really appreciate everything everybody brought, everybody said, everybody did. You guys are all amazing. Um, I Boo is still here. She's still on the phone. I still see her. I'd like her to, uh, if she can hear me, um, Plug Randall's show for Tuesday. Oh, then I, think I will. Herself. <laughs> she might have, but it's 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, right here on Lakota Nostra Radio. It's Rockin' with Randall, and bring your favorite poem based off of one of your favorite 
rock um, movie musicals. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, if you're a fan of Grease, bring Grease. If you're a fan of uh, of um, High School Musical, I don't care. You can bring that. Uh, whatever you want to bring, uh, you can bring it. We lost Boo. No, thank you, Boo, Stay for calling. And uh, ultimately, let's play a little song for our outro here and then say goodnight. So here's a little Boo on the piano playing a little heart alone. Good night. Good night, brother.
Thank you, and you've been listening to La Cosa Nostra Radio. This is JCA signing off. Thank you very much, brother.